Hello everyone and welcome to the Pet Accountant Podcast with me, your host, Vicky Clark. I'm going to help you get to grips with your finances, save you lots of money and take the stress out of doing your tax return. So let's get going. Hello everyone, my name is Vicky. Uh, me and Lee run the Pet Accountant, which is an accountancy firm and we help pet professionals all across the UK. So welcome. Today, we are going to talk to you about um, paying yourself as a director of a limited company and as um, a sole trader. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about a bit about paying yourself as a limited company, uh, a bit about paying yourself as a sole trader, and Lee's put together some examples to sort of show you the difference in tax that you might pay between the two. So Firstly, the sole trader side, it isn't going to take very long to discuss this bit, is it? Um, it's not, no. The main, you know, the main thing that we've seen that people are getting wrong as far as the software is concerned is labelling it as a net salary expense, which on the software will then class that as an expense, which your salary as a sole trader is not. So if you're using software, just make sure which one of you are using it is labelled as drawings. OK, that's really, really important because as you're looking at your figures on the software, you're probably going to think, oh, God, my tax bill doesn't look very big. But that's because you're using your salary as an expense. So make sure that it goes as drawings and not net salary expense is the first little tip. The second one, which we get asked quite a lot is or mentioned when I speak to people is, oh, I only paid myself, I don't know, £300 this month because I didn't want to take too much out because I'm going to get taxed on it. As a sole trader, you and the business are the same person. If your business, just for an example, takes a thousand pounds that month, there's a thousand pounds sat on that bank account that you use for your business, you can take all of that a thousand pounds out if you want. You can take a hundred pounds out, five hundred pounds out. It doesn't matter how much you take, you're not going to get taxed on it again. So if you're limiting yourself, with oh well actually I get paid two grand but I only take four hundred pounds out and you're struggling take more out of that account you're not going to get taxed on it again. Does that make sense, Lee? It does. Yeah, I think yeah. Whatever you do or whatever you label it as, it, it's really important. It it's not a salary. It's not wages. Mm-hmm. It it is literally just your money. Um, and and your money is not an expense to the business. Um, you're just removing your profits, if you like, um, that you've already been taxed on. Fab. So as far as trade is concerned, that is pretty much as far as it goes. So labelling it as drawings and not net net salary expense and any money that gets paid into your account doesn't have to be a business bank account. It's yours to do with what you like. So don't hinder yourself by taking a little chunk out if there's money in there to be used. Obviously, leave stuff in there for expenses and things, but just make sure that you're not hindering yourself by leaving loads in there. This then moves us on to the limited company side, which is obviously slightly more complex. Um, And as our limited company guru, Lee, who deals with the majority of limited, limited companies in our practice, he is now going to talk you through the best ways to pay yourself as a director and some examples of when moving to a limited company could benefit you tax-wise. Um, I'll, I'll also cover director's loans as well as we get a oh, yeah. question about director's loans and dividends. Um, and I'll go through what they are and, and, and how they're taxed and 
the implications that they have. So first of all, when it comes to a limited company, um, contrary what, to what Vicky's just said with a sole trader, you do classify your drawings as wages. Um, they are allowable. <laughs> they, they do reduce the corporation tax um, and, and it is an allowable expense. So the reason being is that as a limited company, you can only extract your, your funds, your money back uh, in two ways. Um, three, if you count the loan, but a loan is what it says on the tin and you have to pay that money back. So the two ways to extract the money is via a payroll scheme. Uh, and the second way is once you've paid your corporation tax, you have what's called distributable profits that's left within the business or retained earnings. You can then take dividends uh, on, on those retained earnings. So for argument's sake, we would generally recommend setting up a payroll scheme with HMRC and running a monthly payroll. Now, the monthly payroll uh, over the course of the 12 months, if you're set up for a full year, we would recommend that you take the personal allowance, which is uh, sorry, £12,570. 12, now, at that level, you're not going to be paying any personal taxation on it. Because the national insurance levels have also changed, it does mean that you no longer have to pay uh, your national, class one national insurance on any money below uh, 12,570. So all of that money can be extracted from the business via a payroll without incurring any taxation. It also means that that full amount is tax deductible against corporation tax. Now, as a sole trader, you will pay uh, income tax. As a limited company, you'll pay corporation tax, and they're at different levels. Currently, income tax is 20%, and limited companies' corporation tax is 19%. So already, when you tax profits, it's, 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 even though it's a percent, it's still more tax efficient through a limited company. However, when you look at limited companies and being able to extract profits from them, the reason we take such a low salary to begin with is because we're able to take dividends. Now, dividends is, is withdrawable on the difference between what you've had as your running expenses to the income that you've, you've achieved. So for argument's sake, if you had £40,000 as profit and we wanted to put £12,570 of it through a payroll, we're left with £27,430, so a nice sizable chunk. The first £2,000 of that can be taken as dividends and that's tax-free. That's in addition to your, your tax-free allowance. So we're left now with £25,430. Currently, the taxation rate on dividend is just 8. 75%. Now, that doesn't include any national insurance contributions. So the total tax that you would pay on, on removing that, that amount of money, so 25 grand, you'd only have to pay just over £2,225 in taxation. If we look at that as a sole trader, that same £40,000, yes, you'd be allowed your tax-free allowance, um, National insurance contributions, you'd have to start paying because the, the class the class four national insurance for a sole trader kicks in at, again, 12,570. 
And taxation-wise, you'd pay £5,486, but you'd pay an additional £3,634 in national insurance contributions. So on that massive difference. Pounds, oh, it's a massive difference. So on on based on those two alone, on a sole trader side, for forty thousand pounds, you will pay approximately just over nine and a bit thousand pounds. On a limited company side, for extracting it via a payroll and via dividend, you are looking at around two thousand two hundred and twenty-five pounds. <laughs> So the difference is huge. Yeah. Yes, there's going to be a little bit yeah. of corporation tax to pay. But remember, corporation tax is a lot less. And based on that alone, corporation tax would be £5,211. So even if you added that corporation tax in to the taxation bill, you're still £2,000 better off in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. The reason that we say to people, let's do it via dividends and payroll. And and yes, if you want to take like £3,000 out a month, but we're saying, okay, let's only put 1000 through payroll every month, is because we come to the end of your tax year or your rather your financial year for your limited company, we look at the best way of extracting profits. If the company hasn't made a profit, we can't take dividends. And we can't retrospect. Go That's back. an important thing to highlight, isn't yes, it? Yes, it's very, very important. If you can't take dividends and you do take money out of the company, it's either going to be classed as an illegal dividend or it needs to go to what's called your director's loan account. Now, remember that a limited company, the money belongs to, to the company, not to you. So every time you take money out and it wasn't via a payroll and there's not enough profits there to cover it via dividends, it needs to be put into a little loaner pot like a credit card where you owe that money back to the company. And this is really key. Some people go out and go, oh, I'm going to put this on the business card. I'm going to put that on the business. And I go out and I'll, I'll go to the pub and I'll put some beers on it and I'll entertain my friends <laughs> and family. And all of a sudden, all these expenses that they think it is reducing their tax bill is actually all getting posted to their director's loan account. And then at the end of the year, when there's this big amount of 40, 50 grand in this pot, we have to have some difficult conversations with our clients and we have to say, well, look, unfortunately, you either need to pay that money back or there's additional taxation that you need to pay on it. And HMRC are quite harsh when it comes to the director's loan pot. Their basic rule is that if at the end of your accounting period, which is usually 12 months, your director's loan is overdrawn, i.e. you haven't paid that money back, and the money is not likely to be paid back within nine months, you have to pay 33.75% in taxation on that money. So if it was overdrawn by 10 grand for argument's sake, you have to pay, in addition to your corporation tax, an extra £3,375. Now, that money isn't lost (laughs) forever, but you can imagine if if we then if we like times that by four or five for 40 or 50 grand, that's a lot of money. We can get that money back, but we can only get it back once you've repaid that loan. Now we can write the loan off, we can offset it against dividends, but this thing takes time. And unfortunately, when it comes to HMRC side of things, they're really quick to demand the money, but they're really slow in giving the money back. So once you repay that loan, and that could take you four or five years for argument's sake, if it's quite a large sum, 
HMRC will say, great, thanks very much for paying it back. Now, we're going to wait until the end of your accounting period of the, of the one that you've paid it back in. Then we're going to wait another nine months just to make sure that you haven't taken it back out again. And that's when we're going to give it you back. So potentially you could be waiting anywhere between a year to two years to get that money back after you've paid that loan back to the company. Hmm. There's also problems around benefiting kind. When you borrow money from a limited company and you are not charged interest on there, it becomes a benefit that you've had from the company. And if you don't pay interest and HMRC recommends interest rates, you have to pay class one national, sorry, you have to pay additional taxation on the value of the benefit. In addition to that, the company has to pay um, class one uh, national insurance contributions, which is at 13 point, is it? No, sorry, it increased to 15, 15.25%, I think it was. So again, it's a lot of money that you've got to pay and additional taxation that you've got to pay if it's not managed correctly. Yeah. The way that we reduce... So basically, in a nutshell, just don't take out a loan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it is difficult. <laughs> Unless you know because... you can pay it back. Exactly. And and, yeah. and we see an awful lot of people saying, oh, I don't use the business bank account for, for personal expenditure. And then you'll start to go through the bank feed and you're like, okay, well... You went shopping at Aldi's. You, you've you've gone here. You've gone there. They wouldn't necessarily. I would just like to point out, which we which we've seen on a few um, limited company bank accounts, that OnlyFans and Pornhub yes. is not an allowable. It's not an allowable expense. <laughs> Definitely not. And you've got to remember, <laughs> and it doesn't matter whether you're a sole trader or a limited company. We get to see all these bank statements, and we see all these lines on there. And sometimes we have to come back and ask questions and, and you know, we get some embarrassing answers back. But you, you've just got to remember that when you purchase these things, people do see your bank statements. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, was, we wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> no, yeah. the, the person will remain nameless, but the fact that they put Pornhub on the, on the limited company will not. <laughs> you've got to remember that certainly if there's more than one director that's got access to the accounts they are more within their rights to request copies of the bank statements so if you have accidentally put something through on there it could come out in the wash <laughs> we, i know i sort of cut you off slightly there we did have a couple of questions from jenny mm -hmm. um one of the questions can you take a dividend whenever so um yes and no it's very important that we that we manage the profits within the business because you could, for argument's sake, if we started trading in January and you had a really good January and you decided to take a dividend in February and then the rest of the year kind of went downhill and the business crashed, that profit that you had in January was wiped out. It then becomes an illegal dividend. So what we would do is that money that you take, we put to the dreaded director's loan account. And what we do is we, we use the availability at the end of the year to clear the director's loan account. So any money that you take, even if we run it through the payroll, we put everything to the director's loan account. And then we, we, we repay the loan with the money that we put through payroll, with the money that we can put through dividends. So rather than giving you lots of different dividend vouchers throughout the tax year, generally we would maybe do it twice a year. 
six months in, 12 months in, so that when we come to do your tax return, whether it's us or another accountant, you would have two certificates with the amount of dividends that's been paid to you. And what's quite important is that you can declare a dividend, but not take the money at that stage. But the moment that the dividend has been declared, that's the point at which it belongs in the tax year. So because tax years and financial years might run slightly differently in, in your limited company, you could potentially take a dividend uh, out of the company in March. And if you took £2,000 out in March, because it was in one tax year, that £2,000 tax-free, you could then take another £2,000 in April. And again, because that's a new tax year for the individual, that's another £2,000 tax-free for yourself. In terms of the company accounts, they've just paid you £4,000 in dividends. It made no difference on the timing. But for yourself, it's made a massive difference mm. because you've had four grand free rather than two grand free. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, people are probably thinking, oh, my God, what on earth are they talking about? And <laughs> this is why we always say, you know, if you're going to go down the limited company route, you know, make sure you know what it is that you're doing. Make sure you know of all the tips and tricks to save you money. And obviously that, I guess, is a benefit of having an accountant is that we can we can teach you this and, and go through this with you so that you don't end up in a bit of a pickle at the end of the 12 months. So, you know, this is the purpose, I guess, of us doing these podcasts and these lives is so that we can give you that bit of extra information that you may not have already known, uh, known about. And I don't think many people take advantage of the director's loan account when we look at DIY sort of, limited companies yeah um or the dividends in some cases so um jenny another question from jenny um, i have a pension too so should i reduce the amount i take accordingly uh no generally if you can afford to pay into your pension from your limited company and that's key it is from the limited company not as a sole trader then i feel like martin lewis now um so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're not it as handsome yeah, <laughs> debatable. <laughs> um, if yeah, if if you're a limited company and you're paying into a pension, the more you pay into it, the less corporation tax that you're going to need to pay. Pension payments for directors is a wholly allowable expense, and I think the limit at the moment is forty thousand pounds a year that you can oh, put yeah. in from. So so potentially, if you, for argument's sake, if you had um, employed income and your limited company income and you didn't want to take any money out of your limited company because you were being supported via your, your, your other line of employment, as long as there was less than 40,000 in there, you could move all of the 40,000 into a pension and then there would be no corporation tax to pay whatsoever. The, the limited company never made a profit mm -hmm. and there's no tax to pay, but yet you've got 40,000 pound in your pension that's going to be earning you money for when you retire that you can take 25% tax free and then decide whether to buy annuities or, or other bits and pieces for this. So good, good tax planning when it comes to corporation tax and, and personal tax planning uh, can, can pay dividends themselves in years to come. Um, and it, you may as well take advantage of the, the key thing is, is that you can't change the past. So if it, if you're going to do something, set it up now because you can only, if like for pension payments, if you made one next week, we'd, we could include it. But anything that you made next week, we couldn't roll it back to, to last year to amend the accounts. So it's really important that if you've got the opportunity to do it and you've got the funds to do it, 
start it now so that we can use those as, as allowable expenses. And it doesn't matter whether you put that money in on the last day before your accounts, your, the, the end of your year, if the accounts will become due. Once you've put that in, and as long as it's before that cutoff point, you could put £40,000 in on, on the very last day, you know, lump sum, that would be allowable in the accounts. But if it was a day late, unfortunately, it's in the next tax year, and, and that's where it needs to go in, in the accounts. Fab. Now that you've said Martin Lewis, now that's all I can envisage is now you. <laughs> Maybe you should have your own TV show. The Lee Thomas Money Matters, something where you could give Martin Lewis a run for his money. Um, yeah, we probably bombarded you with quite a lot of technical information there. Um, and I hope that it, it did make sense. If we If you need us to break it down, any more than just let us know. Like, again, I say this all the time, if there's any topics you want to chat about or if there's just something we've said that doesn't make sense, then then please ask. We're more than happy to talk about it. Um, Jenny just put, uh, sorry, I meant I am being paid a pension. So should she take any pay differently if she's got a pension alongside the limited okay. company? So they're treated as two completely separate um, income streams. And depending on the levels of them, they may push you into the higher tax bracket. But if you run a limited company, you can adjust the money that you take out and you can delay it until later down the line. You pay the tax on the profits of the limited company and the money that's left is your retained earnings that you can then take dividends on. So depending on how much you wanted to take out, you could leave it for next year, the year after, it really makes no difference. That's not the same with the sole trader side. The moment that you generate that profit, it's assessed in the tax year. That's added to all the other income that you've had in that year. And that's what you're taxed on there and then. So limited company, you, we can control it. The sole trader side, if you've been paid it, you pay tax on it. Yeah. I hope that answers your question, Jenny. Um, so just to recap then, sole trader, it's drawings, not net salary expense on your software. Don't, you don't need to limit of how much you take out of your bank account every month. The money's there, you can use it. Um, make use of your director's loan account in limited company, but make sure you do it properly and don't incur any fines or any interest. Um, and again, just seek professional help if you're a bit unsure about that. Paying yourself in the limited companies either through payroll or dividends. And again, I guess it's a bit difficult at the minute with tax rates because obviously the government keep going backwards and forwards of what they are doing, what they're not doing, which was a completely another story. So at the minute, obviously, we, the tax rates are as what they are, but that could change in a week's time. It could change in a month's time. Who knows? They are thinking about, I think they reversed the corporation tax they said it's going to go up to 25%. Then they said, no, we're going to keep it at 19. Now they said, no, we're going back to the 25. I do believe that is for businesses that are earning over a quarter of a million. I'm I think it's short sliding to, scale from 50. Yeah. Hours. So again, that could impact if you're sat there wondering whether you should be a limited company or not. Those tax changes could oh. well mean there's a lot of people who go from a limited company back to a sole trader because it's just not tax efficient anymore. Most people do go down the limited company route to save money on tax. Uh, and we've probably mentioned this a million times as well. 
if you're going to be a limited company, the best time is to do it when your profits are around 25, 30 grand. Anything below that, then the, the amount you'll pay in accountancy fees will outweigh the amount you save in tax. So it is a bit of a balancing act, but everyone's situation is going to be different and unique. So it just depends on uh, your setup and what you want. Um, Jenny's just put, okay, so all the time I don't need it, leave it there then. If, if it's a limited Basically. company, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fab. I hope that has helped, Jenny. Um, any more questions, then please pop them. Uh, in the comments but I think we've covered what we wanted to cover yeah. um, I'm just going to have a quick look Lee at the just while you're having a quick if... look um, there's from a limited company point of view uh, directors are allowed to take up to 300 pounds out per year in trivial gifts so for argument's sake um, an employee you can pay uh, up to 50 pounds a year as a as an allowable gift or an allowable expense without any additional uh, taxation issues surrounding it for benefiting kinds. So things like birthday presents and uh, Christmas presents and along those lines, as long as it's under 50 pounds, that it's not alcohol and it's not exchangeable for uh, cash vouchers. Uh, it's an allowable gift, uh, but directors are 300 pounds a year. So, you know, you've got the option there of adding those 50 pounds up to get yourself a nice little bit of extra money out of the company that you don't have to pay tax on. So if you've, if you've seen something that you like on, on Amazon and want to put it through your business, um, then by all means, as long as it's below 50 pounds to a maximum of 300 over the course of the year, a little bit of extra tax savings for yourselves. Can I have a trivial benefit, please? <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is probably just actually answered it. There's a question from Hannah. If I buy a gift for a client, can this be expensed? It's for the dog's birthday. <laughs> um, uh, no, it's different when it comes to a client mm. because we have to separate here the difference between uh, a, a subcontractor and a customer compared to employees. So when it comes mm. to customers and subcontractors, they don't work for you. Um, it then becomes advertise some a, a business entertaining expense and if it's a business entertaining expense it doesn't matter the value of it it's completely disallowed however if it's branded with your logo on there and it's evident that it's come from you and it's there to generate business whether it goodwill or whatever then it potentially falls under um, advertising and marketing, in which case then a couple of Christmas presents that are branded could be allowable. Fabulous. I think we did mention that um, on a previous... We did, yeah. Um, just there's one here that has quite a lot of comments. We, we get often asked as well, because uh, we have a lot of businesses that employ subcontractors, uh, and um, ask, can they put Christmas parties on and, and other bits and pieces? It's really important to distinguish between subcontractors and employees because the tax rules surrounding them are very, very different. If you have employees um, and you're not just a director-only limited company, you have to have other employees there, you're allowed to spend a maximum of £150 per head per year on employee parties without any taxation, additional taxation, but the full amount is, is allowable as a, as a tax deduction in the limited company accounts. And that goes the same for sole traders as well, as long as you have 
employees on a payroll that's being reported to HMRC. Subcontractors, they don't have that and, and you're back to business entertaining rules again. So if you do anything with those, then that's not allowable. And if you'd have a party and the employees bring their other halves, you can only, the, the, the tax deductible expense is only allowed for the employee, not the plus one that they've invited. How would they know if you paid for the plus one or not? <laughs> Generally, you wouldn't. Um, if you have, <laughs> you, you, you'd put a business receipt through, uh, obviously for the mm -hmm. meal. If you've got two employees, but there's <laughs> 10 dishes on there. We might be hungry. <laughs> Um, the one last question, someone has said, if they use zero, do they still have to print off all the invoices for their files? Okay. Uh, the answer to that question is no. Um, we're going into the age of digital records. Um, zero has very good backup functions. And as long as you don't change those records, you can go back in and reprint or resend or resave those invoices at a, at a later date. Um, obviously, from a from a zero perspective, they will have servers that back up their data. So if they did have a data loss, they should be able to restore all of the data that they have. What they couldn't do is restore an individual account because that's not how they work. But they would never lose just one person's anyway. It would go as a blanket across the you know across a batch of data. So no, you don't have to keep them. Uh, and it's the same with uh, receipts that you you that you have. If you use digital receipt capture tools um, like HubDoc, where it scans everything, the back and the front, and then uploads to HubDoc and to Zero. There's digital copies there. You can then get rid of the, the receipt and you don't have to keep it. And we can keep that as a digital record only. Fabulous. Uh, just a question, a quick question in from Leanne. Sorry if this is a silly question, but is training such as CPDs class as a business expense? Okay, so again, very, very important here to distinguish. So initial training that trains you to do the job that you're currently doing or to prepare you for, for launching a business is not allowable. Continued professional development where you enhance that skill and, and refresh your knowledge, that is 100% allowable business expense. But um, I think... If you wanted to retrain or offer something that your business doesn't currently offer and you needed training to do that, that goes back to initial training and that's not allowable. I think a lot of sort of dog groomers have asked that question. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a bit of a grey area on that. Okay, dogs, if there's any more questions, please let us know uh, in the comments. Otherwise, uh, we will leave you to your evening. Just a couple of things that I wanted to mention before we go. Um, you've probably seen on the post that I'm moving address. So any clients that are watching this, please, please, please don't send any paperwork to the address that you currently have um, because I will probably not get it. Um, the second thing is to remind you that there is some free, in free agent training on the 4th of December, uh, which we are holding online ridiculously cheap. Um, because it's the first one that we're going to do and obviously it might have some teething problems um, there I don't think I think there might be one space left um, so if you want it then please please drop us an email uh, at inquiries at thomasandclark oh, I've got it wrong 
inquiries at petaccountant.co.uk or lee at thomasandclark.co.uk you can tell us be one of those days and, and let us know after that session they will go up to a normal price which will be considerably more than 49 pounds plus fat per person um, and like I said before, the reason we're doing this is so that we can give you a bit more knowledge around the systems and how they work uh, and what you need to do in order to be ready for making tax digital if you are a sole trader. Uh, limited companies have a bit more time. I think it's 2026 for limited companies, 2025 for partnerships, uh, but 2024 for sole traders and landlords slash landladies. So uh, if you do, like I said, just drop us a message um, or put it in the group. Uh, and as always, keep listening to the podcast, keep engaging in the group, ask as many questions as you like, um, and we will carry on answering them. My face will be back next week, so it doesn't look like Lee is a, ventrilo- a ventriloquist doll. Um, I shall be in a house next week uh, with furniture, so you'll be able to see my lovely face. Um, and as always, yep, thank you for joining, and we will catch up with you all next week, uh, where we have, um, and I hope I'm not wrong, um, free agent come to do a live session uh, for the group next Wednesday so I will see you all then then have a good evening and we will catch up with you next week take care all have a good evening thanks for listening if you've enjoyed my podcast don't forget to subscribe for me and if you want to speak to me please visit my website at www.petaccountant.co.uk and if you'd like to join my facebook group which is full of like-minded pet professionals then search accounting for pet professionals in facebook and i will see you there